0: Bring in our first guest, Phil Striebel, joins us, the chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures. Phil, welcome. I want to talk financial markets, the dollar, the bid we're seeing there. I'm wondering, is it strength in the greenback or is it euro weakness? Lagarde yesterday said tightening now could cause for more harm uh, than it would do any good. She seemed very dovish.
1: 52-week high in the dollar, so mark that down. That's very important. Euro currency, man, they just don't look like they're going to raise rates anytime yeah. soon. Uh, you saw the british pound they came out they started backpedaling on that rate hike talk so you're seeing the pound it's kind of turning up just a bit all the foreign currencies though i run the fx rundown all of them are basically triggering shorts against the dollar index we had the swiss franc most recently that had triggered the short sale Um, the only one that's neutral right now is canadian dollar and i think that it's the energy some of the uh, particular commodities built into their economy is what's holding that currency pretty strong but Dollar index, something interesting, I know you're going to talk about gold later, Uh, 85% correlation Hmm. with the dollar, positive correlation Hmm. of the last two weeks, you rarely see that happen. Yeah, you're talking
0: about the dollar-gold correlation. We can get into that in a second. I know you've been keeping an eye on that, Phil. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts uh, real quick as we actually speak to or provide some visuals to your point here. You brought up the uh, other foreign currencies. I'm glad you did because we mention, again, oftentimes how the dollar is, well, the dog that gets wagged by the tail. Here we're looking at the dollar. Here's the euro currency. Look at the weakness there. The big move lower over the last four or five days. You can see that. And then... Just to your point here, the dollar, to key levels. We're talking levels we haven't seen since July of 2020. Now, uh, the Canadian dollar, I've been kind of pointing out how it really hasn't been joining into the upside in terms of the move in crude, and now that crude's lost some of its momentum, it's going to have a hard time getting anything going. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about that gold trade, just real quick, because it's not what you normally see when you see a strong U.S. dollar. It seems to be suggestive that, uh, again, inflation narrative is a little bit more of a concern for investors and more prevalent in terms of their uh, process as of recent when again you see rates for the most part kind of sideways but these inflation numbers on the rise CPI a lot higher than expected the dollar spiked and uh for the most part again so did gold
1: yeah the the rates are really they're kind of flattening out mm-hmm. on the curve so you're getting that stagflation and a lot of people are forecasting deflation going into the first second quarter of next year so that's the reason why gold's got that bid finally broke out over that 1836 a uh, lot of short covering there. Seemed like some of the funds, some of the banks that normally would sell it on that rising um, you know, interest rate hike narrative, they kind of gave up. So gold breaking out to the upside, silver's tracking along with it. My favorite metal, uh, the platinum market, that finally took out 1100 yesterday. We got a small bid under it today. Uh, that could really break loose, especially you get the supply chain issues resolved. You're going to start to see automotive sales really come back online. They're not going to allow those higher Car prices get away from them. They're going to want to flood the market, take advantage of high prices as much as possible, so that platinum demand is going to continue to rise on up. So I think really platinum could be the one that goes to you know twelve hundred and fifty dollars and be one of your best performing metals uh, coming up for the next six months. Here we're looking at platinum
0: right now, and we're actually going to talk commodities again a little bit later. But it all sort of ties in when we're talking inflation and ultimately why gold the dollars on the rise rates tie right into this thought and i want to get your uh, thoughts on the yield curve but real quick while we're talking metals here's copper which has been much more sideways you mentioned silver it's got a little bit of a lift up above 25 and just a quick look here's gold again up into we'll just shy of 1900 we'll be keeping an eye on that key level quickly Uh, gold and rates. And uh, one thing that a lot of people have been talking about, uh, our viewers uh, certainly have been focused on the yield curve and the flattening of. Uh, We saw some actually interesting activity. I think I've got, I do. Here are rates. You can see the five-year on the right up uh, into a new year high. We were just talking the dollar, a new 52-week high. While the 10-year and the 30-year are not really participating, it speaks to, again, what we've seen in terms of the flattening.
1: Uh, i got to tell you, too, Ben, something to watch is retail sales that remember when it blew away expectations? It was like the June number, and it went from a big revert, big negative number to a big positive number. That smashed gold. So I'm kind of interested mm. to see like this number uh, on retail sales. How if it if it does come a bit of a, a surprise of the upside, will it put a little bit of pressure on gold? Will it be able to give you an opportunity and others an opportunity to get back to get involved on gold that may have uh, recently sold out? So. Uh, that's something we're definitely watching. And then again, on retail sales, something that's really interesting is that retail sales have been going up, personal income's going down. So I don't know where people are getting the money to spend all this, but uh, you know they're out there, they're at the shops, they're buying things.
0: I did notice, uh, again, with the personal income uh, number going down, I'm trying to go back and check this number. I think it was March that you're talking about where we saw a decline of 3%, then a run up to nine point. 8% in April. I think that's uh, probably what you're talking about in terms of that big spike. Let's talk about treasuries, what we should be watching for in terms of some of the inflation uh measures in the coming weeks and coming days and uh uh because ultimately we're talking rates and the yield curve and what we've seen there potentially creating a headwind for Uh, The move up that we started the show off talking about the indices, which at this point, again, it seems like with rates the 10 year, the 30 year in this range, it's still very supportive of the move up in terms of equities, uh, the risk on environment that we've been talking about. And and, uh, again, pointed to at the charts as far as the new all time highs recently and how all four holding above the 50 and the 200 day moving average
1: the the ten year note that's the one that's um, you know it's it's done real well continuing its trend down breaking down it's got one of the largest positions over like the last fifty two weeks you pull up like open interest uh, look at the commitment of traders it's got the largest short position on over fifty two weeks the bond market that's one it got a little tricky because you look um, it threatened to break back out to the upside so it trapped a lot of people. Um, they quickly unwound their their shorts. There, reverse went long, and I think that they're trapped. If they get that breakdown through like 158, they'll end up surrendering uh, on the long side. So I think the one to be short really is uh, the 10-year. I, I think it's got less volatility. Uh, it's been a little bit a little bit better of a trade. So any kind of rally on 10-year futures, you want to be short those.
0: I'm seeing, uh, well, in terms of the futures here, nice little area of consolidation that's been forming, a lower extreme, right around the one lower end of the 130 handle. The upper extreme just shy of that 131 handle. So, again, certainly a well-defined area to look at and gauge that next. I am. Hold on one sec. I want to pull that up because uh, I think it's – uh, here's the tenure on the daily before we do the bond chart just the tenure on the daily you can see the trajectory lower but that's where i was going next here you can see the bonds on the hourly they haven't really broken down to the same extent but they're certainly forming a bit of a range here as well and i've got the daily up here as well your thoughts on this daily
1: yeah that was where if you look back at that that spike where we came back up back three four five sessions ago yeah um that was the one that a lot of people panicked and covered their shorts they thought that we were going like deflation and, uh, you know, they actually got long there. So they're, they'll surrender those sooner. And I think that you'll see All bonds. They'll make a new low on right. that chart here pretty soon. All right. That
0: gives us something to watch. Last but not least, Bitcoin significantly lower this morning. Uh, what are you watching there, Phil? I,
1: I, I bought some Bitcoin at like 60,000. So, you know, I think it's the bottom of the range. And, um, you know, I was trying to come up with where would I tap out of it. You know, if it broke like 58,000, I think I'd add, I'd add some more down there. But, I don't know man it could go a lot lower so you know it's uh that's going to be a tough one i'm gonna have to really uh you know get the pencil paper and the glasses out look at this one measure map it still holding above the 50-day moving average let's pull the chart real quick because phil what i'm looking at is a bit of a
0: range that's forming it looks like the lower extreme being that 57 60 000 area In theory, this is, well, I like to say if the bulls are still in charge, you'd expect them to step up at some point quick. We'll keep an eye on this one. Currently down 5.5%. Phil, always appreciate you joining us. Thanks for giving us part of your Tuesday morning. Phil Striebel, the chief market strategist at Blue Line
1: Futures.